You're listening to the Simple Power Podcast, and I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. So, so grateful that you clicked to listen to this week's episode. This discussion centers around the presence of God, how you can experience His presence in your life on a daily basis, and secret, it's not nearly as complicated as you might think. It's my favorite thing in the world to talk about, so let's get into it. All right, welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. My heart for this, my heart for you, is that you would experience His presence in your life every single day in a way that goes beyond talk, in a way that goes beyond head knowledge to actually experiencing God. It's why I do these podcast episodes every single week. It's what I'm passionate about. It means a lot to me that you're here, and I know that you are going to get a lot of value out of this week's discussion. So that's what this week is about. It's about his presence. I mean, it's always about his presence. Everything that we do is about his presence, but I'm going to break some things down for you today to make this real practical. Believe me, when I talk about the presence of God, I can I can get really deep on this stuff, but I've discovered that that doesn't actually help a whole lot of people. So I'm going to keep this real simple and as practical as I can. And yeah, you did hear me right a minute ago. I believe that all of life, that everything in life is about the presence of God. Every issue of life is answered in his presence. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy in his presence. You and I discover every answer that we're looking for. If you don't know what to do, I promise you, he does. And the more time you spend with him, the the, the more time you spend close to the source, the more you will hear from the source, the more you will get direction and guidance from the source. Jesus said in John chapter 5 verse 19 that he only did what he saw his father do. He spent time in the presence of his father. He was connected to his source as he walked the earth. Jesus modeled to us a lifestyle of dependence on the father as the source for everything. In his presence is fullness of joy. Every miracle flows from the presence of God, but so many make the presence of God out to be this unattainable thing. And thing is actually the key word, and I'll come back to that in a few minutes. They make it out to be this mystical thing. My, my wife would say this spooky, spooky thing. The presence of God is not mystical. It's not far away. It's not this theoretical thing that you can find every once in a while after you, you know, fast for two weeks or pray for 16 hours straight. It's not this thing that's defined by feeling goosebumps or by shaking or by falling on the floor. That's not what defines the presence of God. Let me share with you a secret for getting into God's presence. All right, are you ready? You are already there. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I could have used a number of verses to express this point, but first of all, you are 
in Christ. And second of all, Christ is in you. You're in him and he's in you. I promise you, it doesn't get any closer than that. Some people are under the impression that the Holy Spirit is only there when you're doing all the right things. And then that he runs and hides when you have struggles or when you sin or when you don't read your Bible enough. <laughs> like, hang on a second. Romans 8:11 says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Here's the phrase that I want to, that I want to get to through his spirit who dwells in you, his spirit, the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, he dwells in you. When you gave your life to Jesus, he made his home in you. He doesn't move out just because you acted like a jerk. He lives in you. So I know someone is thinking, okay, so if all that's true, if his presence is really there all the time, if he's always with me, if I'm always in his presence, then why don't I feel it? Or why don't I experience it? I'm glad you asked. It's one thing to be in his presence. It's another thing to be aware of his presence. Look, you can be in the same room as your wife or as a friend or whoever and be completely unaware of each other. Or, or maybe you're aware that the person is there, but you're, you ignore each other. There's plenty to be gained from that relationship, from that interaction. But if you don't take the opportunity to engage with that person or you're sitting there oblivious to the fact that that person is there, then nothing happens. I know we get that, right? So what about with God? He's always there. Not like out there somewhere. He's always with you. He's always in you. But if you're unaware I mean, look, there were all kinds of people that were in the same vicinity as Jesus when he was on the earth. Thousands were touched by him, but many, many more couldn't see beyond the veil of their own thinking or beyond the veil of their own religious spirit. It wasn't like a rich, poor thing. It wasn't an educated, uneducated thing. It was a hunger thing. All kinds of people were attracted to Jesus. I, I don't know. I, I hear this all the time. I've heard that a lot of people say that only the poor people were attracted to him. He didn't only attract the poor leaders of the law came to him. Sometimes they came under cover of night or like in secret because they didn't want their contemporaries to see, but there was something inside of them that knew that Jesus had something to offer them. Government officials came to him. People from all walks of life were impacted by Jesus, but at the same time, there were many others that were in proximity to him, that were in his vicinity, that were in the same room, the same synagogue, the same street corner, whatever, and they were unchanged. So the question is, how does that happen? It's the same reason why two people can be in a church service, the same church service where God is actually moving, where God is doing something, where he's doing something, he's changing lives, he's touching people. And two people can be sitting next to each other and one person can have the time of their life, experience God, experience his presence, leave completely changed, completely transformed. But then the person sitting right next to them can be in the same meeting, present for the same thing, but not experiencing the same thing. Maybe being bored the whole time, falling asleep, ignoring what was going on and leave completely unchanged. What happened? One was aware of something that the other one wasn't. One engaged and one didn't. In Genesis chapter 28, uh, Jacob 
he was on a journey. He was going to find a wife, and he stopped in a place called Luz, L-U-Z. It was Luz or Luz or what, but he stopped in that place to rest, to sleep. So he grabbed a rock, and he used it for a pillow. Still don't get that, but that's what he did. He grabbed a rock. He used it for a pillow. He laid down. He slept, and as he slept, it's not really important for the discussion, but he had this dream of a ladder from the earth reaching into heaven and angels of God ascending and descending down on this ladder, and He woke up and he knew that the dream was from God. And he said these words. He said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not know it. That's an amazing statement. It's possible to be where God is and yet be totally unaware. Now, Jacob lived in the Old Testament after the fall of man, but way before the coming of Christ The Holy Spirit didn't dwell inside of him because the Holy Spirit didn't dwell inside of people back then like he does today because there was a veil. After the fall of man, there was separation that took place. The Holy Spirit didn't dwell inside of people. But after Jesus came, after he took our penalty and our punishment upon himself on the cross, that veil was Removed. Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. I love that verse. You once were far off, but guess what? You're not anymore. Now I know that we can all feel distant from God at times, but guess what? He is never far from you. His presence is right there. And I don't care how distant you feel or how long you've gone without engaging with him. The door is is open. The blood of Jesus brought you near. Look, last time I checked, I don't think the blood of Jesus needs any do-overs. If the blood of Jesus brought you near, you're near. End of story. But what are you aware of? That's the question. Jacob said, the Lord is in this place and I didn't know it. For Jacob, the Lord was in that place, literally in that physical place. For you and me, the Lord is actually in us. He dwells in you. He dwells in me. So let me rephrase Jacob's statement and say it this way. The Lord is in me and I didn't know it. How many times have you and I, I'm just going to use myself. How many times have I missed out on experiencing his presence, hearing his voice? How many opportunities have I missed out on opportunities for ministry or for growth and expansion in my personal life? How many things have I missed because I was right there. He was right there, but I didn't engage because I wasn't aware. I have no idea. I imagine that's an astronomical number and it's a lot higher, I'm sure, than I would even like to know. But look, it's about awareness. Something I find so interesting is that in the Old Testament, the word presence is the word face. To say the presence of God is literally to say the face or the countenance of God. Let me tell you something. The presence of God is not some mystical thing. In fact, the presence of God is not a thing at all. If we could just shift our perspective on that, it would make a big difference. The presence of God is not some thing. His presence is the essence of who he is. If you want to experience the presence of God in your life more often, and by the way, I certainly do, if you want to experience his presence, stop looking at it like something that you have to figure out. He figured it out a long time ago. He shed his blood to figure it out. It's figured out. It's done. The door is open. The veil is torn. There is nothing, zero. There is absolutely nothing holding you back from experiencing him, except maybe one thing, and that would be your own thinking. 
The devil isn't stopping you. So first of all, let's shift our perspective from I have to do something to he already did it for me. So instead of trying to struggle and strive and figure out what the presence of God looks like and what it's supposed to feel like and, you know, where it happens and when it happens and all this kind of stuff, like what if we shifted our perspective from what we have to do to, you know what, he already did it. He's already done it. He already removed the veil when he gave his life on that cross. He already ascended to his father. He already did all of it. He already brought us near to himself by the blood of Jesus Christ. It's already done. So I get to rest in the finished works of my savior, Jesus, knowing that he already brought me closer to himself than I ever would have imagined possible. And because I'm already there, I become aware of his presence, of his face. Remember, presence and face, they're the same word, of his presence, of his face shining down on me. Awareness is a big deal. I never knew what a Chrysler 200 was. I never heard of it. I never saw it before, but I bought one and then immediately I started seeing them anywhere. When you become aware of something, you start to see it more. You start to recognize it more. You start to engage with it more. You start to just, when when you're aware of something that you weren't aware of before, everything shifts. When you become aware of this simple truth that's actually been there all along, that his presence is always with you, that he's always ready to speak to you, that his face is toward you, and that it shines down on you, everything shifts. So look, recognize where you are. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are in Christ and he's in you. You're surrounded by the God that loves you. His face is shining down on you. Practice walking through life with this awareness. This isn't only about your devotional times or worship times or stuff like that. That's a very important part of it. But it's also about walking through life aware, recognizing that he's always with you, that his presence is always right there. It's just a matter of, of, of turning your heart toward him sometimes, engaging with him, recognizing, God, I know that I'm already here. I know that I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, that your face shines down on me, that you already did everything to bring me near to you. So I don't have to go looking for your presence because I'm already in your presence. It's just the mindset shift. It's becoming aware of him and aware of the fact that you carry his presence with you everywhere you go. All right, everybody, thank you so much again for tuning in. If you got anything out of that discussion and you want to go a little bit further, this basically comes out of chapters four and five of the book that I wrote a few months back called Simple Power. It's available in the Amazon store. It's called Simple Power, and then the subtitle is Learning to Draw from the Supernatural Resources of Heaven. That's what we talk about here every single week in one way, shape, or form. That's what this is all about. I'm so passionate about you, about the people of God, experiencing and walking in the presence of God in their lives on a daily basis, experiencing Him in in a personal way, but then also to see that translate into sharing the presence of God and allowing the power of God to flow through us in powerful ways, in practical ways to the world around us. So again, thanks so much for your time. If you haven't done so already, make sure you click that little subscribe button so that you always get notified first whenever new episodes become available. And I look forward to being back with you next week. Have a good one.